like to welcome everybody at Sunday School this morning. Um, thankful for the kids singing. Um, I'm really thankful for um, the true meaning of Easter. And I'm glad that, you know, we come, you know, it's good to get the family together and eat and everything, but I'm thankful that one day, since he's risen, one day we're all going to be together. I'm just thankful to be here and looking for a good day and hope to see somebody get saved today. We'll ask Carl to dismiss us to Sunday School. Appreciate being in the Lord's house. The kids are singing that first song. They're wondering where the day's gone. I thought, wonder where the last 80 years went. It went, it went by in a hurry. And uh, that ought to make us think uh, we need to be in a hurry to get our people in because we ain't got much time. And uh, people ought to be in a real big hurry to get saved. We don't have a promise tomorrow. We don't even have a promise that we'll make it through this day. And, uh, but what I do have a promise of, and that's this lesson today, we're celebrating Easter. I got a promise that I'll, I'll live again. If, 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 I, if this body dies and it's laid in the ground, one of these days it's going to raise in the likeness of Christ because of Easter, because of what we're celebrating. Our lesson this morning is in the 28th chapter of the book of Matthew, starting at the first verse. And, we're, and of course, this is Easter, and we're talking about Easter and the resurrection. And uh, uh, Jesus... If you, and, and I've heard people say they couldn't find the resurrection in the Old Testament. Uh, they ain't looked for it. It's there. Now, it may not say resurrection. I don't, I don't really know if it does or not anywhere. But you can read about it. And I'll probably read a couple of scriptures on that. But 
In, in the 52nd chapter of the book of Isaiah, the 14th verse, and this is talking about Jesus, said, As many were astonished at thee, his visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. And I, I believe if Jesus' mother hadn't been there to cross and seen all the things that happened, she wouldn't have been able to recognize him. They, they, pulled his, they plucked his beard out, put the crown of thorns on his head, and nails in, in his hands and feet, and pierced his side, and they beat him before they ever put him up there. And uh, so he, he, was, he was messed up physically. Now, I want to read another scripture. And in the book of Isaiah, and this, this is probably one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible, the 53rd chapter of the book of Isaiah. And Isaiah started that out, said, Who hath believed our report? And, and Terry Brock could probably say the same thing. Who, who's, believe, who's believing our report? Seems like it's hard to get people to move. God will move and, and the Spirit be real high in the church and still people stand and don't move. They, that's their choice. But God's still giving them that choice. He, he said, uh, Joshua told the children of Israel, said, choose you this day whom you'll serve. But he, he said, it's for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. And uh, so it's up to people to choose. But the, the, the reason they got that choice is because Jesus suffered the things that he suffered and raised on the third day. Now I want to go down to the fourth verse of that 53rd chapter. It said, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Now, this was seven, about 750 years before Jesus come in the flesh that Isaiah wrote this. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, and we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, every one in his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. He, the Bible said he was tempted in every way like as we are, yet without sin. The only, the only person, the only human being, and he, he, was, he was human, he was totally human. Now, he was totally God, too. But he was totally human. But yet, he had the same feelings we do. And the devil bothered him 
even worse than he does me, I presume. But he was, he was tempted in every way like as we are yet without sin. Lived perfect. And he come, he come out of heaven and suffered those things. Can you, can you imagine being raised or, or living in heaven where there's no sin, there's no temptation, there's no problems at all, leaving there and coming down here and taking a form like this and having to suffer pain and agony and and he suffered just as he suffered just as much as we would when the nails went in his hands. They hurt him just as bad as they would me. If not worse, because he was carrying my sin when he went up Calvary's hill carrying that wooden cross. He, he, was, he was carrying my sin to nail to his cross. And uh, suffered all these things. And looking, if, if you read over in, in the uh, 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews, I believe it is, uh, said, for the joy that was set before him, he, he suffered all those things. And you'd think he's looking, he's looking down through time, and if he was looking right at the cross, that didn't look like joy. But he was looking past the cross to a 15-year-old boy lost and on my way to hell, and he'd done that for me. He suffered all those things that I could have what I got down in my soul this morning. The hope that he gave me in the resurrection. And uh, we'll get to the lesson. In the, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And uh, uh, the Jewish Sabbath was on Saturday. And uh, so on, this was on a Sunday morning. They come to the, the Sabbath ended at 6 o'clock in the morning, I believe, if, I'm, if I understand it right. So it's six, around 6 o'clock in the morning or so, a little after that, they, they had to wait till the Sabbath was over. They was on their way to, and, and over, I, Terry read it this morning, I believe, over in the book of Luke, they, they had spices they was taking to anoint the body of Jesus. Because he was, it was getting so close to the Sabbath when they buried him, they didn't have time to do much. They just took him out and buried him. And uh, so they was taking spices to anoint the body of Jesus. They, they still didn't understand really about the resurrection. And he had told them. But he kept it, he kept, kind of kept it hid from them, I think, a little bit. He told them, but they didn't understand it. They didn't want to understand it because they didn't, to begin with, they was looking at they was looking at Jesus a little bit like all the Jews were a, a natural liberator, and uh, that wasn't what he come for. He didn't come he didn't come to make sure that uh, that I'd have everything 
nice in this life, and he, if God blesses us with everything we got. I don't want nobody to misunderstand that. But what we have down here is not the, is not the focal point of Jesus coming down to, to this world. The focal point, the, the reason, the reason Jesus came was to seek and to save that which was lost. If you remember, when God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And then if you, if you read right after that, it said, then he made man in his image. In the image of God created he them. Didn't say nothing about the likeness. David said, I'll be satisfied when I awake with his likeness. There's the resurrection. David was talking about it. And somebody, somebody mentioned the scripture over in Job this morning. Uh, Job said, oh, that my words were now written. At the, they were written in a book. I can't quote it exactly right. And graven with an iron pen and lead in the rock forever. I want people... In other words, he's saying, I want people to know what I'm talking about, what I'm saying. I want this to last forever. I know that my Redeemer liveth. Positive statement. He knew about it. He had something down in here that let him know. I know that my Redeemer liveth because he, he's, he's down in here. That, that morning I got saved, he moved in bound up Satan and all his goods and cast them out into the earth. That's into this carcass you're looking at. There's a lot of evil still in this thing. But in my soul, it's just as perfect as God is. One of these days, if, if, if we make it to the resurrection, or if, if we don't, if the, res, if the resurrection comes while we're still here, we're going to be changed. We're going to heaven. Anybody got anything? And behold, there was, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. And the angel... I believe, I believe when, the, when the angel rolled back the stone, if you'd been there looking in, you wouldn't have seen Jesus. I believe he come out of there before the stone was rolled away. And people, people don't believe that God's God, I guess. Because they, they limit God, God's power to what? or in mentality to what we are. And uh, God can do anything He wants to do at any time He wants to do it. He spoke the world into existence. And one of these days He's going to speak it out of existence. And, uh, and he, can, he can cause us to prosper or he can cause us to be like Lazarus at the rich man's gate, begging for the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. And I believe, I believe God. I don't know. I don't know all the 
things that led up to Lazarus being there. But I believe, I believe God used that as an opportunity for Lazarus to witness to the rich man. He would have never been there if he hadn't had a need. Same way with us sometimes when we get sick and we're in the hospitals and stuff like that. We can witness to people that we would have never seen if we wasn't in that situation. Same in our jobs, wherever we work. I believe God puts us in them for a reason. He's got people there that he wants us to be a light to. And he wants us in our daily life every day to, to be the very best that we can be so that when, when we come out here to church and tell, stand up and tell people that getting saved is the best thing ever happened to us, it's believable. If you live like a devil all week, and then try to tell somebody that you, you're around all the time, that you've been saved and you're going to heaven, they just laugh at you. But if you, if you live right, you don't have to preach to people all the time. You, you just do what God tells you to do and live the very best you can. And then when you do have something to say, people will listen. And some of them make fun of you anyway. I had a fellow tell me one time that I was a religious fanatic and uh, made me mad when he first said it. But then after a, after a little bit, it, it, it made me happy. Uh, I'm glad he recognized it because I could, yeah, I'm, I guess I am. And... Uh, Yeah, it's 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 worth it's worth being a fanatic for. It's the best thing that ever happened to me, and I, I I'm sure everybody in here that's been saved could say the same thing. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. That's the angel, and the. Uh, Just a thought, just a thought on that white raiment. John seen all them people in Revelations that had washed their robes, made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Uh, and and you, you, you talked to a lot of people, and they said, "Boy, I can't wait to get my white robe. If you ain't, if you don't get it before you leave here, you ain't going to get one." My soul was dressed up in the white robe when they got saved. And I got the crown of life when I got saved. Now, this thing right here has got to be changed. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. Scared them to death. And I, that's understandable. When the morning I got saved, and I tell this all the time, people probably get tired of hearing it. The morning I got saved, Preacher Ash preached the gospel to me, and God let me know I was lost, and it scared me to death. I knew I knew I was going to hell. And, and just a 
Seemed like just a little while before that, me and some of my friends had been joking about going to hell. And it wasn't, but that morning, that morning that the preacher preached the gospel to me, it wasn't a joke anymore. That was real. And what God put down in my soul, that was, that's been 65 years ago, I guess, or longer. And it's just as good today, if not better, than it was when I got it. And that's all, all because, all because Jesus rose from the dead. There's a scripture in, in 1 Peter. He said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Got a place reserved over there for every one of us who's been saved by the grace of God because Jesus got up from the dead. If he'd have just, if he'd have just died and they'd have, if they'd have found his dead body laying in the grave that morning, we wouldn't have any hope. And I can read the scripture to back that up, but... Uh, we wouldn't have had any hope if Jesus had stayed in the grave. But he got up on that third morning, and Peter was preaching to some people one time, and, and he said, he was telling them all about the death, burial, and the resurrection, and he said, we are witnesses of, he, of these things. And so also is the Holy Ghost, which he give to all them that believe. Now, I don't know if I quoted that exactly right, but he gives the, the Holy Ghost as a witness to that. He put that Holy Spirit down in my life, and th that Holy Spirit's what told me I was lost. And that's what told me I was saved. And he put it down in here, and when that Spirit moves, I can understand the resurrection a little bit. In here... If I, if I was trying to figure it out in here, I'd be lost. It's beyond me. But the Spirit of God can reveal things down in here that we can't understand with this mind. And uh, so I, I can see the resurrection when the Spirit moves in here. I can, He remind, He takes me back pretty regular. To that Sunday morning when I got saved. I have to go back there a lot. And uh, reassuring. Anybody got anything? And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come and see the place where the Lord lay. And, uh, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. And he, uh, Jesus had already told him he'd go before him into Galilee. And... Uh, 
a lot of things Jesus had told them that they didn't really see into till after it happened. And uh, it's a lot easier it's a lot easier to understand things through experience than to learn it out of a book or learn it from somebody telling you. And uh, it seems you retain it a lot better too. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples' word. And when everybody here can remember, I know, the day you got saved. And the, how, how great... It's, the Bible said it's joy unspeakable and full of glory so much joy in your life you can't tell it that's that's why people shout sometimes uh, that's about as close as you can come to telling it and uh, it's beyond it's beyond telling and the peace of God is beyond understanding what God's given us down in our soul we just say it's the best thing ever was, and that's about as close as we can get to telling it. And especially if we can do that out of an humble heart and the Spirit of God move in it. Uh, the Bible said, Be ready always to give an answer to any man that asketh thee a reason of the hope that's in you with fear and trembling. And the reason the hope's in you is the day you got saved. If you can tell, if you can tell people why, why you come to church, why you do the things you do, because of what happened back there when I come to the altar and God spoke peace to my soul. That's, that's what it's all about. And uh, so there's a scripture, and I was talking about the resurrection. If Christ hadn't rose, there's a scripture in Corinthians I want to read. In the 15th chapter of Corinthians, I'm going to start at the 12th verse. Uh, now, he said, Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you there is no resurrection of the dead? They had people back then saying, There is no resurrection. There's people right now saying there's no, there's no such thing. It couldn't happen. It's impossible. It is impossible for me. It'd be impossible for any of us. But the Bible said with God, all things are possible. And God raised Jesus from the dead. And uh, now listen. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? So if there's no resurrection, Christ didn't get up. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain? Your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised... Your faith is vain, 
year yet in your sins. So it's by the resurrection of the dead, by the resurrection of Christ, that we are what we are. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail, and they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. When you get saved, when Jesus comes in, when the resurrection becomes real to you, the Bible said, Blessed and holy are they that have part in the first resurrection, for on such a second death hath not power. So if you got part, if you got part in the resurrection, the second death got no power over you. And the and we ever one got our part when we got saved, we got our part in the first resurrection. And uh, raised my soul was resurrected from the dead state of sin it was in, and it's been alive ever since. And it 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 was it was made alive eternally in Jesus. Anybody got anything? Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid, go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. And uh, so God, God raised Jesus from the dead so that we could have what we've got today. And uh, not, just, not just so we could have a fine building and a, a good place to worship, but have have something down inside that makes us want to come to church, makes us want to worship. Uh, I remember the day I got saved. Now, I, I've told this, I couldn't tell you the times, but when I was growing up, mom and dad come to church, and these four of us kids, and they'd set us between them. And, and dare us to move. And, uh, and, of course, our kids are, I didn't like that. So I didn't like coming to church much. But today I got saved, that all changed. And I still, if I come to church, if I come to church all the time and, and there wasn't no spirit in it, I wouldn't like it now. It's not about having a meeting. It's about, it's about having a meeting with God. And I like, I like Terry Brock, and I like to hear him preach. But if there wasn't no spirit in his preaching, uh, I'd probably sit there and go to sleep. And uh, so it's all about God. It's all about the spirit. And uh, uh, the natural side of the thing, uh, we have we have to we have to come here in order to get in the meeting like we ought to. We're supposed to be here. God requires it. But if I come all the time just because God required it and I didn't want to, uh, 
I wouldn't get nothing out of it anyway. So, but the day I got saved, I'll get back where I was going. The day I got saved, when I left there on Sunday morning, I couldn't wait for church time Sunday night to get back. And, and back at that time, they was, having, they was having prayer meetings in people's houses every night of the week just about it. And I went to every one of them. I couldn't hardly wait. And I like it when I'm like that. Sometimes I, sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. But when I, when I can't wait to get to church is when I'm where I ought to be. And when I ain't where I ought to be, I ought to be here anyway. God, God will take care of us. He knows when we're struggling, when we're going through a low place, when we're going through a hard time. God knows about it. And He's going to help us. He'll help us through the hard times. And He'll, he'll bring us through it. And He'll make us stronger because of it. If we, if we, if we go right on through and follow Him, he will be stronger because of the hard times. And that's, that's, that's the whole reason that God allows us to have hard times. But anyway, by the resurrection, we've got what we've got. Anybody else got anything? That's all I got.